joy and peace to all the people of the earth. Let's receive the word of God with Reverend Kiluba. Kiluba, may God bless you. Dear online listeners, dear listeners who follow us on your local radios of, of your respective cities in the nations of the earth, we want to greet you in the name of the crucified one. I know why I'm greeting you in the name of the crucified one. He is condemned to death. Why? Why? Why is he condemned to death? by the proud of the temple. Why was the crucified one condemned to death? By the great sinners. Jesus calls the authorities of the temple great sinners. What did he say to Pilate? The one who delivers to your hands commits a great sin. Those who cried, crucify him. It was the religious of the temple. But why did they condemn the innocent one to death? He is condemned to death. He is delivered and given to be crucified. It is because he came to gather the earth. He had said it before. I wanted to gather you as a hen covers her cheeks, but you didn't want it. I am the gatherer of humanity, and they crucified the glory of global gathering. And that is why they were going to be scattered. He said to them, you are going to be destroyed. You will cease to be a house of Israel. You are going to be scattered. You will cease to be an assembly because it was him who made it possible when the Passover lamb was slain in Egypt. Then Israel came out as an assembly into the desert. Israel could not survive without a lamb who gathers in the desert. They were exposed to the desert and they were scattered to the four corners of the earth. They experienced afflictions and tribulations instead of receiving the one who was going to keep them from these tribulations. I say to all fathers, mothers, children of the earth, there is no gathering small or big without the crucified one. There is no, there is no. This is why I do not play with the crucified one. It is him who is the glory of gathering. I would love to say that all who are following me should receive from him who was condemned by the power that is enemy to your assemblies in the world in which you rejoice biological families, spiritual families, academic scientific families, professional career families, political families, families and families and families. Why did they condemn to death? Listen to what the High Council is saying. They condemned him for having gathered. Jesus enters Jerusalem. They sang Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. 
They condemned him because he gathered the city of Jerusalem. He was condemned in order to gather your cities. Pastors, be baptized in the power of gathering in your cities by the cross. He was crucified for that. Hey, 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 what are you doing with the cross of Jesus? He's crucified because he gathered what is the high council the chief priest saying you will gain nothing out of this matter the whole world has gone to him I love that your cities should go to him because he is the gatherer and he has paid the price for the gathering in your cities you will gain nothing in this matter the whole world has gone to him it is better for one to die for all that is why the high council said they didn't know that it was a false calculation in getting rid of mr the gatherer hallelujah they got rid of the power of the cohesion of their own nation i am saying to the politicians of the earth there won't be any cohesion in your countries if the gatherer is not driving your nations these people even though they were criminals they had a vision of national cohesion we are politicians today who do not have the vision of, of national cohesion these Jews who are criminals at least say it is better for one to die for the nation it is terrible for people to not have a sense of national cohesion that I call living together. There are many people who don't have this. Even many Christians, God has put them in assemblies. I am warning the people who do not have a vision of national cohesion or a vision of gathering. Hebrews chapter 10, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. You are sinners, you who do not have a vision of national cohesion or the gathering and unity of the church. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no sacrifice for sins that is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. We condemn you to the furnace of fire because you forsake your assembly. There are others who forsake, but there are others who lead others to forsake. Even if you do it in secret, God is seeing you in your church, wherever that you are doing this. What is going to happen to them is a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. You who forsake and who lead others to forsake the assemblies. May you have a holy respect of the assemblies of God in the world. They cost a great price. Jesus was condemned for having gathered. I say to pastors, be encouraged. Sometimes you will be condemned because you have gathered 10, 20, 500, 1,000. In crusades, it's thousands and thousands. The Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him and they condemned him to death. 
and the high priest had said it prophetically that Jesus should die in order to gather the children of God scattered around the whole world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah and hallelujah. I greeted you in the name of the crucified one. He is going to release today the power of crucifixion by gathering. Hallelujah. In the whole world, wherever that you are, they will be gatherings that will be produced from Mr. the Crucified One. Hallelujah and hallelujah. He, he was condemned for that. I'm thinking of believers who have no respect for the glory of the gathering. Your assembly is the glory of the gatherer who was crucified. He, in the Bible it is says, a large population is a king's glory. He is a king. He is a king. And he was condemned for having gathered everyone. The whole world has gone to heal. This is leading you nowhere. It begins with John chapter, Job chapter 11, 47 to 52. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees called a meeting of the Sanhedrin. What are we accomplishing? They asked. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And then the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. A city is a gathering of beings who live together. People of the city have forgotten the scripture that says if the Lord does not build a city, the builders build in vain. God is the gatherer of your cities. They say the Romans will come and destroy our temple and our nation. Then one of them named Caiaphas, who was high priest that year, spoke up. You know nothing at all. You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than that the whole nation perish. At least we can see him had a vision of national cohesion, the vision of assemblies, Christian assemblies. A church is a cohesion, it's a togetherness. But today we've got countries that are filled with people who are tribalists only live for their tribe you have no right to the national assembly because you are 100 percent tribalist and yet a nation is a national cohesion in which different tribes coexist Caiaphas was better I'm asking to spiritual authorities or authorities in the world who are given to lead assemblies from different sectors to learn from Caiaphas who had the love of the cohesion of his nation. He didn't want to see his nation destroyed. But in his reflection, he still rejected the stone that rejected the builders that became the cornerstone. May you not reject the stone for those who are working for the cohesion of their nations and their churches. Listen to me well. 
we are in the beginning of the year 2024 may you have a vision of the unity of your assemblies and gatherings this is valid for the leaders and also for the small ones in your gatherings sometimes it is the small people in your gatherings who destroy for dark agendas may you learn to live together it is good and pleasing for brethren to dwell together in harmony it is there where God sends blessing and life hallelujah and hallelujah it pleases God behold it is good and pleasing for brethren to dwell together not a sectarian faith but a collective faith but there's some people who say I believe but my only problem is I don't go to church and I say to such a person you are you have a sectarian faith go further and have a collective faith because it is good and pleasing to God it is sweet like honey it is good and pleasing for brethren to dwell together in unity it is there it is there that the Lord sends blessing and life many people do not have a sense of unity but Caiaphas had it but he rejected the source of this unity I have a complaint against nations and great nations in the world. They admire and accept Christian, Christian values, but they reject the Christ who is the source of Christian values. They reject the Christ. The vision that Caiaphas had with regards to national cohesion, which is living together, was good, but he rejected the source of the unity of their own nation. Jesus said, I wanted to gather you as a hen gathers her chicks, but you didn't want it. I'm thinking of this Mr. the Gatherer. Don't tell me you are a Pentecostal in the world if you do not have a vision of living together. It is worthless. The first Pentecost was a vision of living together. They heard them speaking in different languages, but together they were all seated together in the same place. When they were speaking different tongues, they were seated together no matter what your tongues are may you learn to live together and this is what pentecost is someone can say kiluba is exaggerating with his gospel i am telling you it's the bible who says it in first corinthians 12 13 for we were all baptized by one spirit so as to form one body after the cross god gave to the gatherer the spirit of gathering hallelujah and hallelujah and he sent his spirit to gather and the first church and assembly of jerusalem was born but all this because jesus was condemned as in his capacity as gatherer so we have seen this in john 11 but now let's see in john 12 18 to 19 many people because they had heard that they had that he had performed this sign went out to meet him the crowd is a gathering many people came before him it was a gathering john 12 
19, so the Pharisees say to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Hallelujah and hallelujah. I believe in the crucifixion of Jesus. The whole world, the whole world, the whole world, hallelujah, will go. This is, this is getting us nowhere. The whole world. He is Mr. the Gatherer. He was crucified for this. Now see John 12 verse 32. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. All people to myself. Hallelujah and hallelujah. You like it or not, the world will go to Jesus. It is him who said it. Believe, dear pastor, in order to gather your church, he was crucified. It says, when I, if I be lifted up, I will, like, I will draw all men. If you are people, you will be drawn. I'm thinking of Arabs. You like it or not, you are going to be drawn to him. It is him who said it. I will draw all men. You are men like other men of the earth. He is the gatherer. And if you go in this same scripture, in verse 20, now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from the Thais and Galilee, with the request, Sir, they said, We would like to see Jesus. Hallelujah. I said to Pastor Beneza, Don't worry. Just organize your service, and the people will want to see Jesus with you. I am warning those who scatter. It is an advice that was given to the author of the epistle of the Hebrews. Do not forsake gathering with the saints. It costs a lot. It is good and pleasing for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is pleasing before God. Let me go forward after this long introduction. I am fully in my topic. And we're going to continue with this. Our topic today is the glory of the power of gatherings in every place. The glory of the power. The crucified one. He is the glory. He is the glory of the power of gatherings in every place. I said it to you, it was a prophecy of Caiaphas, John 11, 50, 51. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. And not only for that nation, hallelujah and hallelujah, but also for the scattered children of God. It wasn't for the nation alone. It was also in order to gather in one body the children of God scattered around the world. He needed to die. The soldiers who were assigned to this dirty work observed his death and that's, that's why they didn't break his bones because his death was observed and that is why they pierced his ribs and water and blood came out it was the observation of his death 
he died to gather hallelujah they will be a release of the power of gathering no matter where you are hallelujah and hallelujah rock of ages clear for me let me hide myself in thee let the water and the blood from thy riven side which flowed be of sin the double cue save me from its guilt and power Hallelujah. He was pierced because they observed his death or else they would have broken his bones as they broke the bones of the others who were crucified with him. But why did he die? He died in order to gather. And John says he did not say it by himself. It was coming from above. He was inspired to prophesy that he died to gather the nation. I can say it with assurance that in 1947, when Israel was brought back on her territory, it, it, it is the crucifixion of Jesus that gathered them and made them a national cohesion or unit. I say to the earth, respect the sovereignty of all nations as it is the will of God. Because the Bible says, from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Respect the sovereignty of nations on earth, not only of Israel, but of all nations. Hey, hey, hey. What the nations need, it is a gospel. This gospel will be preached to all nations and then will come the end. When the nations will be gathered under one government, hallelujah and hallelujah, Jesus will reign. Already when he is resurrected, he comes on the Mount of Galilee. He proclaims his reign over all the earth. He also proclaims his reign beyond the earth. Why don't you understand, you politicians? All power has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. He rules. That is why I say to the earth, it is him who gathers the earth. That is why I encourage the United Nations, even though it does not lack its own errors. The United Nations has a right to exist in order to teach the earth to learn to live together. I believe it is important. I'm thinking of Manhattan, New York City, where they gather. There are sometimes horrible things that come from this organization, but there's many things like UNICEF, the World Food Program, Human Rights, International, and others. I want to go forward because we are just at the beginning of the beginning. In Isaiah 40, Isaiah 40, and we read from verse 3 until verse 5. I'm going to skip in order to read verse 22 to 26. 
a voice of one calling what is the voice calling it is John the Baptist a voice of one calling in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make straight in the desert a highway for our God every valley shall be raised up every mountain and hill made low the rough ground shall become level the rugged places a plain and and the glory of the power of gathering the glory of gathering can only and the glory of the Lord will be revealed hallelujah and all people will see together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken mountains and hills were supposed to be leveled and valleys filled only then the glory of the power of gatherings was going to be activated may you be baptized in this glory the crucified one the, this glory that was going to appear was what we don't need to veil our faces this glory is Jesus Jesus is the glory of gathering I'll come back to this it is him who says it see it from verse 22 of Isaiah 40 he sits enthroned above the circle of the earth and its people are like grasshoppers he stretches out he stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. he brings the princes to naught and reduces the rulers of the whole world to nothing no sooner are they planted no sooner are they sown no sooner do they take root in the ground then he blows on them and they wither and the whirlwind sweeps them away like chaff to whom will you compare me or who is my equal says the holy one lift up your eyes and look to the heavens who created all these he, he gathers can you see he who brings out the starry host one by one and calls each of them by name because of its great power and mighty strength not one of them is missing behold the glory of the power of gatherings he knows how to gather the stars of heaven the heavenly assembly of which you are also citizens even though Kiliba is on earth is a citizen of the heavenly assembly we are citizens and co-citizens of the heavenly assembly says the scripture we belong to a, an everlasting body, everlasting cohesion. We don't have time. Let's go for Michelle. God wanted to gather the things in heaven and those that are on earth. What is your assemblies and gatherings of Johannesburg? The crucified one can do much more. Ah, ah, ah. He is the gatherer. We are going to read a lot and he's going to help you to understand. To understand my approach. That you may believe in him. And if you believe in him, Jesus proclaimed, I am the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in this proclamation of his identity of resurrection experience the resurrection of their brother Lazarus. And I proclaim in the name of Jesus that he is the of God. If you believe in this identity of Jesus, I am not inventing anything. I'm just explaining the scriptures. 
said, I wanted to gather here. He didn't only want to gather there. the children of God scattered around the world. If he is the author of living together, if he is the author of the living together of angelic spirits and human spirits, what is what is worth your human assemblies? The angels will find pleasure living with human beings and human beings will find pleasure to live with angelic spirits and God will be glad it is good and pleasing for brethren to dwell together in unity and that is why I say it is good and pleasing to see the spirits of human beings and the spirits of angels living together in unity that is where God will send blessing and life forever he will gather he prayed that where he is we may also be I'm trying to run with time. We see in Isaiah 40 that he calls out the stars by his mighty power. He knows he has the ability to gather. Uh, I pray for assemblies to be born around the world by the crucified one. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when the times reached their fulfillment to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. This is extraordinary. The Christ, the one who gathers, he knows how to transmit to you the knowledge of coexistence between human beings and angelic spirits. It is in him that this cohesion is. What, what, is, what is it to him? the coexistence of human beings with human beings that is why i've spoken to you about the glory of the power of gatherings in every place who is the christ let me try to go very quickly there are many things i need to say follow me well john the baptist was also a glory of the glory for the glory he says he was coming after me he is more powerful it means that john the baptist was powerful it is him who is leveling the mountains and the hills and filling up the valleys. He was a glory. Things are becoming interesting. And he says every other glory was supposed to fade for his glory to appear. He said in Isaiah 30, but he says again in John, I must decrease that he must decrease. Jesus is the glory that came so that the glory, John the Baptist was a glory that came for the glory to appear. Receive the glory for the glory of Christ to appear. For the glory to appear, they needed to fight the mountains and the hills. That is what I'm saying, fight glories for the glory of the glory. John, hallelujah, John the Baptist was a fighting glory. Do you remember the scripture Isaiah 40? was fighting glories that he called mountains not Everest mountain in the Himalayas or Kilimanjaro in Tanzania they are glories who don't want the glory of the glory hallelujah we are called to fight today I am calling you 
I have been rolling you in the army of John the Baptist who was fighting against glories for the glory. The glories of the invisible world don't want the glory of Jesus, the glory of Christ. And what is this glory? It is the power of gathering. He calls all of them by name. None of them is missing. There are people who don't want to fast and pray. And I'm saying to people, if you don't want to fast and pray, you are not going to fight the glories that fight the main glory. Jesus said this kind of demons, mountain demons can only flee by prayer and fasting. He says, if you have faith, you will say to this mountain, be moved from here. One day before the crusade, I saw this demonic glory that was filled with despise and arrogance. I say to people, they won't be the revelation of the glory of Christ in your cities, in your nations, unless you fight against the glories that are enemies. The Bible says, level the mountains, level the hills, fill the valleys. Only then the glory will appear. Luke chapter 1 verse 80. What did John do in order to fight these small mountains? They were not natural mountains. Luke 1 80. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. He was in the desert. What you call desert is what scatters your assemblies. You enter your service, it's empty. It's the power of the desert. There is no longer, there is no longer gatherings and crusades, but the price was paid for this. When you see that he appeared publicly, what was that? It was his glory that was going to begin, but there was much more than him. He was powerful than him. The Bible speaks about John the Baptist, that many crowds went to the Jordan to be baptized by, by John the Baptist, who overcame the mountains and the hills. He was a glory, but in order to prepare the landing part of the public glory he needed to fight the mountains i want you to understand what jesus did him too after he was baptized by john the baptist he was led in the desert where to pray and fast and to fight the glories for his glories glory that was supposed to appear where in galilee in capernaum gloom will not rule forever in the world filled with distress they are going to see the glory. It is for your glory. Look in Isaiah chapter 9 from verse 1. Jesus knew he needed to enter in the glory of the public gatherings that was going to begin in Galilee. But what was in Galilee were glories that he needed to overcome. He went to fight in order to enter in this glory that his father prepared for him. That was the gatherings in Galilee. When he was fasting and praying, he had the vision of the glory. Isaiah 9 verse 1 to 3. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. Hallelujah and hallelujah. If the times 
past we are filled with shame pastors make the time of darkness to pass you know yourself that this was only at the national level he needed to fight when jesus finishes his prayer and his fasting why why was he fighting he was fighting in order to stop and finish what john the baptist calls the mountains the, the mountains the hills and the valleys but in reality these are powers of darkness they were also negative glories matthew 4:12. when jesus said that john had been put in prison he went to the address gloom will not rule forever over the land of zabulon leaving nazareth he went and lived in capernaum which was by the lake in the area of zabulon and naphtali to fulfill what was said through the prophet isaiah land of zebulun and land of naphtali the way of the sea beyond the jordan galilee of the gentiles the people living in darkness have seen a great light i call this great light great glory because john the baptist was a small was small glory jesus had a great light for those who were living in the land of the shadow of death and this great light is jesus jesus is at the address of his glory galilee capernaum was a commercial city and galilee of the gentiles and jesus fought to enter in the glory of gathering here i want to go forward a little bit this was at a national level but at a global level he was going to fight too against the same reality john the baptist calls mountains and hills and valleys but jesus calls the same darkness isaiah 9 calls them darkness gloom shall not rule forever mountains will not be there forever hills will not be there forever those who are opposing the glory of the power of gathering may you level them they will not be there forever if you begin to see that your assembling gathering is decreasing there are 10 on and 20 people only that reality will not be there forever and that is why jesus also calls this the great tribulation i'll try to to conclude my message jesus said to the apostles you will all leave me you will leave me alone but my father but my father my father will never forsake me when he made the power of darkness the power of global darkness in gethsemane and they crucified him alone 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 he is crucified at golgotha alone he paid the price for the glory of the power of gatherings in every place where you are in the earth in golgotha he paid the price listen to his cry at the cross it is finished he finished it he finished with the mountains and the hills with the darkness that he caused the great tribulation the hour is coming and is already here when all of you will forsake me and he promises also his co-workers you will have tribulations in the world i say to pastor benezer to deacon michelle you too will have tribulations but it is for the glory 
of the power of gathering hallelujah and hallelujah hey, hey. i'm thinking of deacon philip who gathered the city of samaria jesus said to them you too will have tribulations he knew what they were going to face that they were going to face the glories of darkness what is darkness what are these these are just negative glories darkness is negative glories darkness will not rule forever they are kings and rulers in this darkness they are authorities of the invisible world listen to me well pastor man of god evangelist deacon darkness will not rule forever these powers of darkness are kings but you can level them down level the mountain level the mountain they are proud may you level them hey 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 and jesus leveled them at the cross and when you see at the cross the cross release the power of the gathering of all nations of all tribes of all people it is in revelation chapter 7 verse 9 that we see this says, after this i looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation tribe people and language standing before the throne and before the lamb they were wearing white robes and they were holding palm branches in their hands in order to help john to understand where this great international assembly came from then one of the elders asked me these in white robes who are they and where did they come from and answered these are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation may you have your semi tribulations it is jesus who said it in john 16 says you all will forsake me but my father will not forsake me but he continued on to say you will have tribulations in the world but he be he of good cheer i have overcome the world my time is short but i'll continue you will have tribulations in your cities your nations where you are dwelling and where you are gathering people for the church gathering people for conferences for outreaches you are gathering people for seminars these costs jesus said you too you all will forsake me but my father will forsake me it was a great tribulation for him added also in john 16 that we too were going to have tribulations but we need to be courageous darkness will not rule forever be encouraged listen to me i'll read a few scriptures here and there i'd love that the lord should give you many thrones you know the apostles who gathered in jerusalem they were seated on many thrones of glory verse 28 matthew 19 jesus said to them truly i tell you at the renewal of all things when the son of man sits on his glorious throne you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of israel receive the many thrones pastors it is not me who is saying it it is john who says it he says we have beheld his glory like the glory of the only son of god who came from the father and from his fullness we have received one blessing after another 
receive the grace of the many thrones of glory for gathering where you are. You will. It is him who affirms that you too are going to be like him. It's been 2,000 years that he is seated on his throne of glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't have time. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. 32. All the nations will be gathered before him. Hallelujah. Hey, 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 hey. And this is his throne. But he's not stingy or selfish. He has also pre prepared for you. He says, you who have followed me. That is why I encourage you, follow him, follow him. The end result it is the many thrones of glory. What John is telling us, we have received from his fullness one blessing after another. And we're not able to read Matthew chapter 4 and the last verse. The Bible says that many crowds were coming from the cities, from the Capolis, to meet Jesus. Many were running to the, this national throne of glory that was established in Capernaum. Galilee was covered with glory. I'd love that the power of gatherings. The Bible speaks that everyone has a measure of grace from the Christ. This will determine the measure of your glory. And when he will be seated on his throne, he says it clearly, all the nations will be gathered before him. I'm thinking of that day when all of us will be gathered before him. There are things to, to be spoken but I'll try to conclude or else we will not be able to say everything. I want to conclude by Peter. I believe I've gone a bit beyond my time. But first I want to warn the people who scatter and I want to encourage pastors and evangelists. First Peter chapter 1 They will be false doctors among you who are going to introduce false words and many will follow them and the way of the truth is going to be slandered because of them. I'm saying be careful. There will be false people who will be introduced among you. From the hands of false ministers, these people are arrogant and they insult glories. These are in fellowship with the power of darkness like Judah, then fellowship with mountains. But I say to you that all rebellion will not rule forever. The Bible says many will follow them in their deceptions. There are many sects that are founded on this approach. Don't tell me that there are many people who are following the Jehovah's Witness, that these people have a great following. Most of these who have an appearance of being Christian behind them, 
they are false. The Bible says the way is going to be slandered. The, the Bible says the Lord knows how to deliver the godly and to reserve the wicked for judgment. Those who go after the flesh in desire of impurity, those who are audacious and are not afraid to insult the glory. Be careful, you who insult your pastors, your visionaries, in order to take people out of the, the assemblies that or the church and gathering that cost a lot to Christ. If the assembly exists, it is because the Christ was crucified. Many times these people slender, slender, they despise authority. They are there speaking left and right, trying to take people by their slender. But I say to you, you will not escape judgment. You will be leveled. All of you who are not working for the unity of legitimate gatherings that are founded on what is right and legal before God, you are going to be judged wherever that you are. The Bible says they will attract on themselves a sudden destruction. You will not escape. You will be destroyed. I'm not threatening you. The Bible says do not forsake the gathering of the saints as some of you do. The Bible says they will place themselves on the path of rebels and they will not escape the judgment of God. And the Bible says, what a terrible thing to fall in the hands of God. I say to pastors and evangelists, do not use the flesh in the face of people who want to scatter your gathering. Whenever people saw Jesus gathering, they found ways to insult him in order to scatter. They say he is the prince of demons. And the cross was them fulfilling what they wanted most to do in order to scatter that the power of resurrection resurrected the gatherer hallelujah hallelujah his father said to him rise and go and gather in the whole world i say to men of god begin where you are the gatherer is sent for you to be able to grow the bible says in acts chapter 2 who was adding to the number of the apostles it was the lord and the bible says the lord was working with them confirming their word it is god the lord who made jerusalem to run to the upper room in order to hear the first evangelism gathering they crucified and buried him but he was risen in order to gather first corinthians 15 he appeared by peter the 11 the 15 and many people at the same time the gatherer is alive the glory the glory the glory will rule forever but darkness will not rule forever amen and amen may god help you i was going to speak to you about abraham to whom the god of glory appeared to him when he was in mesopotamia him also in genesis 17 
he gathered God said to him walk before me and be blameless and I'll multiply you he received that vision many years about 25 after he was he encountered the God of glory God said to him I will multiply you this is powerful it is Amen. the glory of gathering that appeared to Abraham. It is the Christ. Hallelujah and hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Until next time. Thank you for following. Let us spread faith all around the world through this teaching.